as well. 14 past 7 and uh, those songs are starting to come in. Don't forget if there's a big, fat, juicy that you'd like to hear, you can start SMSing them, WhatsApping them. You can even do the old fashioned phone call 011-714-2006. Cabo in Pretoria says the Pilansburg Game Reserve is our guest, the destination. Now, I am not responding. Is it? Isn't it? I don't know, but that's the question today. What is our guest, the destination? This game reserve is known for its geological diversity. Some of the oldest rock formations in the world are found there dating back millions and millions and millions of years. We're going to stay in the present, though, and we are looking at the relationship between art and nature. And we're staying in Joburg as well with the Wilds Nature Reserve, which has been transformed from this truly unkempt green space, which was in a real decline, to a really popular, popular escape if you want to go walking around and seeing things. And on the line is uh, artist James Delaney, who has been so involved in it over the years. James, thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure, Michelle. James, uh, you've been going at this for quite a while now, and uh, I suppose the question that we wanted to just look at again was just this idea of how we look at nature and art, and if everything is a massive ecosystem of the arts, of creativity, but also nature, the environment, how do we engage in that story? So I, I'm, I'm glad you're asking, because the wild now I've been at for about eight years, and it's become super popular now, you know, yeah. Thousands of visitors there, and um, and it's 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 kind of got a momentum and life of its own now. I was walking there with some visitors from the Cape yesterday, and bumped into a young couple who'd set up a teepee and bowls of flowers and a blanket and a picnic, and they just got engaged. Oh, yeah, in the middle of the morning on a Friday, there it is in the wild. Like it's become a very live space. Um, and people think that the sculptures were just sort of, I don't know, I don't know how they imagined they ended up there, but they just think they're decorative. <laughs> um, but they were very, it was a very kind of thought through process to engage people with nature. That's why I put them there. And actually, I'd never done a sculpture until the wild. So I've been working in the wild for about four years. And I couldn't even get my friends to go there. Like, everybody was so fearful of the place. Um, and, and in their minds, it was this place like overrun with whatever negative thoughts. Um, and one of the things that I discovered in my journey of pruning and clipping and clearing was this magnificent forest of yellowwood trees. And I thought, well, if I can draw people's attention to these yellowwood trees and their magnificence and the fact that these are like half a K from downtown Joburg, such an extraordinary thing. And these, these trees are big, like you can't put your arms around them. Their girth is so big. Yeah. Um, so I thought, well, what if I put something up in the branches? But what could I do? And then I thought, well, owls could be quite fun, but I can't get any live ones to sit there. Um, and then I came up with this idea of turning my charcoal drawings into metal cutouts um, and then using color on those and then placing them so that it draws people's attention up. Because I've noticed when grown-ups walk through the park, their eyes are straight ahead and they just walk. Yeah. Kids are fantastic. Kids look all around and up and stuff. So when you put something up in the tree, it then stops people's regular line of sight and they stop and they pause they think and they start observing more around them and then they see a bird's nest and other things um, you know james that's that's you're very famous <laughs> your dog is probably even more famous than you the labrador pablo as uh, people <laughs> he's um, already dragged us all into the park in the first place exactly 
James, one of the things that, I, that, that I've been thinking a lot about with regards to this relationship, and particularly when we look at um, public spaces in the city, etc., you know, there's, there's, there's spaces that are owned by the city and, or that are stewarded by the city. Let's, they're not owned by the city, but they're stewarded by the city. Um, what I suppose is important to understand is how one engages in that kind of public-private partnership. Briefly explain that to us. Gosh, there's so many ways to do it. Um, I was a bit kind of cowboy in the way that I did mine initially in the wild, but now I've got to be more grown up and um, do it all with the authorities. Um, but I've, I've been involved in other ones. Like I, I did a big um, saxophone sculpture in Newtown um, a few months ago, and that, that isn't about nature. It's about, it's about environment. So my sculpture placement isn't solely about nature. Yeah. It's all about, about where we are, being more aware of the history of where we are and looking after our broader environment. We look after environment, we look after each other. Um, and nature is, of course, the most important part of that. Um, Newtown doesn't have a whole lot of nature, um, but it has a rich history of jazz music. Um, and that had, had died off um, with COVID, you know, and all the venues closing, etc. So what we were asked to do by the late previous mayor was come up with some ideas to bring some life back to Newtown. And so we got together a, um, a, a bunch of other artists and we thought about what we could do. Um, and so Dibong's painted those jazz legends, which you see when you're driving down the M2, um, yeah. the double-decker highway, and you see them painted on the, the big um, things that support the highway. And then I did a cutout of a big saxophone, which is in panel. So as you approach it, it looks like a bunch of random pieces of metal. But then as you move to a viewing point, it all comes together. Um, and it comes together with a view of the city behind it. Yeah. Um, which then, again, draws attention to, to environment, to the yeah. setting and looking after the environment, um, and about looking after history as well. James, we just need to go to a break, but when we come back, I really would like to understand, uh, you talk about the work that you're doing in the city, and uh, I know that there are a couple of projects that you have been involved in, and we'd love to hear uh how you see that shifting and changing the space that we live in. 722, you are, of course, with the JSB. And before we go into our SABC education feature, we'd like to just close off with the artist James Delaney. We're looking at the work of art and environment and art and nature. We've talked about the wilds, and uh, it's really a place to go and hang out. It's really a place to go and hang out with kids. And as James correctly says, they'll always look up into the forest and see the sculptures of owls hanging from the trees, etc. James, you, you are doing, as you mentioned, other work. Um, we're looking at Newtown and the like. Critically, this is, this is about getting people, I suppose, out onto the street as well. And in the past couple of years, Joburg has been quite, um, I don't want to say, it, it hasn't been very inviting to people onto the street. So how do we get people back onto the street um, and, and really enjoying the space that they live in? Um, well, that's a big question. I, I can't answer all of it, but I yeah. think that, that art can play a big part and, and, and nature as well. And I'll, I'll just touch on, but not go into too much detail, about the new park in Brownfontein. Um, I've been part of a design team with architects and landscapers, etc., designing a park um, on the Brownfontein Ridge, which will open in the coming coming months. Um, and it takes an, a space which was just basically derelict car parks. 
and has all been ripped up now and designed into a space which which combines some of the elements for me of a of a traditional town square where people can kind of gather and, and eat an ice cream and chat and watch each other, but also brings nature back into the city. And when there's yeah. nature, then there's a, a sense of calm. Um, and, and I think that's what the city needs. Is yeah. It needs more green space and more art because it kind of lowers the kind of the frequency, you know, the kind of the, the, the edginess. Um, it softens the, the sense. You know, when you're yeah. walking around... Um, a city which is which is well maintained and well managed. There are always lovely areas just to you know go for a stroll and to feel comfortable and relaxed. And there's benches to sit on and trees to look at. Yeah. And I think Joburg wasn't really planned in that way. We kind of got this missing missing piece. Yeah. And so there are little bits of green. Um, there's a big piece in in the wilds, but it's not quite at downtown. I think the downtown area it needs a whole lot more nature and a whole lot more art. Yeah, we need places where children can be as well. James, thanks so much for joining us. James Delaney is an artist. He has been very involved in the Wilds Nature Reserve, working with the city to uh, create something quite extraordinary and uh, working on other public spaces as well. So look out for those spaces and look out for how they make a difference to how we live in the city as well. It's 7.25, we go into our mandated feature by the SABC Education. And the question we asked uh, the kids today in Know Your Country was which sports World Cup has South Africa hosted?